Lazy Gardener podcast. Welcome to the Lazy Gardener podcast and it's August and we're talking all things about this fabulous month because uh, this is the month when it's, well, it's the height of summer, isn't it, Rob? Hello, Ian. Yes, you're quite right. Summer has arrived and no matter how good or bad the weather is, there are loads to do during the school holidays. Gardening is often a family affair with seeds to collect and produce to harvest from the veg patch. All perfect jobs to do together with a family and there's some must-do jobs like pruning wisteria. Pruning is is one of the keys to success to encourage wisteria to flower well. All the long whippy growth that it has made this year should be either tied into the to support to cover new areas so you tie them in and you fill in little gaps or you can cut them back to two or three buds from the old wood that's the established wood you cut back to two or three buds some gardeners choose to cut back in two stages but you can avoid it you can avoid freezing to death up a ladder in February by doing all these jobs in one go instead of doing them in, in the, you can do them all in one go in August instead of doing them in February so a pretty busy time then really it is it is. Uh, it's very busy. As I say, it's the summer holidays and floral displays. Now, to keep your floral displays going, you're removing the flowers as soon as they fade. So any faded flowers, remove them. This stops the plant diverting its energy into seed production and instead it concentrates all its efforts into making new blooms. So the more you deadhead, the more buds you'll get and consequently you'll get more blooms. What about your containers in yeah, August? Gardening containers. Now, they this is a time of year when they may start to flag in, even if you've added slow-release fertiliser at planting time. So give them a liquid feed now to perk them up again. Liquid is better because it's more quicker to get into the plant although pellets are quite you know acceptable it is also time to consider a fresh new look for some of your containers winter baskets and containers are very important i can't emphasize this enough because i think they are really important because the drab months are just around the corner and greenery will be at a premium so as the plants die off replace the old compost with some fresh and add some slow release fertilizer or you can mix some fresh compost with the old to freshen it up then they can be planted with some temporary autumn plants but give them a good watering and i think containers and baskets are more important in winter than summer. Everybody goes mad in summer for them, but in winter, as I said, green air and colour is at a premium. So they will help a lot through the winter months. Now, in August, something comes into the garden that we don't want. Yeah, uh, this time of year is uh, powdery mildew is very prevalent. It's a fungal disease common in late summer, especially if it has been dry and hot. A white coating covers the leaves and other parts of the plant. Growth may be poor as a result, but normally most plants will recover. To reduce the risk of it happening again, mulch around the plant to help trap moisture into the soil. Use an appropriate fungicide if necessary and keep plants well watered. Now, a good tip if powdery mildew is a recurring problem is to collect about a pound of mare's tail in weight, a pound in weight, and boil it in a couple of pints of water. Then let it stand for two days, no more, because it gets stronger the longer it stands. Then dilute it to the colour of weak tea and spray it onto your plants before mildew takes hold. This mixture will not cure mildew, but it will prevent it. Right, so this is something you do before it turns up. Yeah, you've got to anticipate it coming and spray it. And a lot of uh, showmen now use that tip that are passed on, and it, it, it does actually work. Mare's tail, it's that weed that looks like a little Christmas tree. Most gardeners will be familiar with it. It looks like little Christmas trees in the garden. 
and it's the oldest plant known to man. It's absolutely millions of years old. It's used in abroad uh, to wash pots and pans because it's got a high silicon content. And <laughs> we are plagued by it, but believe to believe it not, in America, they actually sell it in gardening centres, and we can't get rid of it. <laughs> wow. So, uh, collecting seeds um, in August. Yeah, it, seeds are getting very expensive now. And apart from that, collecting seeds can and is very satisfying. And as I say, it can save you a lot of money as you deadhead marigolds, for instance, lay them out to dry for a few days, and then the seeds in their dozens will fall away from them. And if you keep them in a dry paper bag, they will be fine for next year. Because just, I'm just quoting one lot. Like such as marigolds, you'll get dozens and dozens of seeds off of one head. And most gardeners have got dozens of these in the garden. Any other flowers you may want to save seeds from, place the heads in a brown paper bag and tie them to the back of a door. A shed door is ideal. And as you open and close the door, the seeds will drop gradually into the paper bag. And just take it off, store it away somewhere dry, and they will be fine for next year. But you can't save any seeds from an F1 plant they will not grow again true to style. Obviously, weather, it's, you know, are we going to get a hot August? Sometimes it's not so good, sometimes it is. Yeah. But we do have hot days uh, in August, yeah. and, it, and it's important that um, you do something with the greenhouse well, when, this, when it's like that. Yeah, we are getting some hot days this month, and it's gradually you know, warming up again. And, and on the hot days that we do get, which will be, I think it improves as the month goes on, it is important to keep the greenhouse cool by what we call flash damping. This is just a matter of wetting all the paths and benches. This will keep this will cool things down and keep some humidity. And don't forget to keep the doors and ventilators open to help to avoid any fungal diseases. You don't want to be puddles up a little bit. It's going to keep the humidity right and it will cool it down but another thing that's very important that a lot of gardeners don't realize what they're doing when they do this is they are deterring spider mite you will not get red spider mite in a damp greenhouse it's got to be bone dry for them let's talk about the fruit garden then yeah uh, i mean raspberries and i've noticed lately well this last year or so you can buy them actually on markets it used to be a no-no because of the storage and transporting of them but they're actually doing it now but uh, it doesn't taste the same as your own grown fruit it really doesn't particularly raspberries so they will need pruning so you can prune your summer fruit in raspberries we need we're talking about summer pruning uh not your autumn raspberries such as so you can prune raspberries and such as blackberries and hybrid berries, do this by cutting back all the canes that are fruited this year. So those that's fruited, you've got to cut them back to ground level. This will make space for the green canes that, that's not fruited this year. These are green canes that produce this spring, and these will produce fruit next year. Now, apples, less than perfect apples, will often fall from the tree. These fall down pretty early. These will need picking up, or they will become a magnet for wasps. But it is good practice to be wearing gloves, or they can be raked up and then shoveled into a bag for disposing. I guess you're wearing the gloves because there might be a cheeky wasp in there. And I've been stung many times picking apples up off the floor because the, the little they make a little hole and they're in there and you pick it up your fingers on top of them and bang you've stung I've been stung many times but I'm fortunate that it don't bother me but some people they get to, they're allergic to it and it can be life threatening to some people in, in some cases so you've got to be careful of that the veg garden 
Yeah, now to get continuity in the veg garden, sow some dwarf French beans, some runner beans and spring cabbage. Now people make one sowing in about May time and forget it. Then the towards starting now the beans again a little bit old, a little bit wizened. So you can make a second sowing and these will these will produce veg right up to the first frost. So as I say, you can sow some dwarf French beans, some runner beans and spring cabbage. Now spring cabbage is very important because that will be ready for cutting beginning of next year when it, when all green uh, cabbage and that is at a premium keep harvesting broad beans people leave these on until they get old they get old and they get tasteless you know they, these are the sort you buy on the market when you see the bean in them and they are not uh, decent beans that taste nice and also to avoid gloats, pick some of the pods when they are small, about three inches long. Then you can cook them, pod and all, chuck the lot in the pot, and they're absolutely delicious. I really love them when they're done this way. And it is not too late to make another sowing of beetroot, lettuce, radish, turnip, and spring onions. So the thing is, you want to have, you want to be able to have stuff from your veg garden for for a longer period of time. So it's important. And you can do it, yes, Ian. Yeah. That you that you do this and you replenish it and you you put the things in that are going to. So you so you think. Oh, my carrots are gone now, but I've still got this yeah, to come. Exactly, and this is why I very much am trying to sponsor and try and get off the ground an actual flower and veg show in February. We do it in summer, pretty easy. Everybody, the sunshine. They tend to be in September, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Just after that's end of the season when yeah. everything's ready. Given it's been given the maximum amount of time to grow and show its best assets. When you get your big onions out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So why a February show? It would prove now you get this show going and people will come hopefully in February or March time and they will walk into the market and you'll see all this lovely produce, lettuce, turnips, cabbage, cauliflower, all the lot and they'll stand back and think, can you really grow this at this time of the year? And then it will alter gardeners' thoughts about this that you can produce it through the winter as well as the summer. OK, it's a little bit more difficult, takes a little bit more thought but, and there are seeds that are specially bred to grow in winter. Well, obviously, people will have done that in the past before big supermarkets and stuff. They, they would have uh, seasonally yeah. done it so yeah. that they had stuff coming out of their, their veg patch all year round, or they would have starved. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm passionate about uh, allotments and always have been, and I've studied them right from the word go, from 19 naught dot. And it amazes me the pictures you see of the old gardeners, particularly in the 1940s, with all this lovely produce, and they didn't have as much knowledge as us. Or did they, you know, because some of the old methods were better. And you see these this masses of produce that actually helped to win the war, you know, the Dig for Victory movement. You keep people going during difficult times. Yeah. So finally, um, for August, let's talk about uh, one, of the, one of the nice things in a garden. Well, everything's nice in a garden, but the, the pond. Yeah. What do you do with the pond in August? Now, ponds are very therapeutic. And you sit there in your little chair with your little top tipple or coffee or whatever you want, and the little trickle of the fountain and the, the fish swimming about. There is a downside, I must mention, probably shouldn't mention this, but there's a downside that you sit there and you think, oh, turn the pump on there. And as soon as you turn that on, you have to nip into the ass. <laughs> it's just one of those things back yeah, to life that's the way it goes so if you have a pump in your pond or in your water feature midsummer is a good time to clean it uh, this will sort of keep the pump working properly and should help to prolong its life not one of the best jobs though is it it's not because no. it can actually smell and be a, a really smelly job 
but never wash a filter in tap water as it contains chlorine and that can kill bacteria that is vital to pond life. Clean it in a bucket of water taken from the pond itself or a rain barrel. So that's, you know, using tap water. Yeah. Why, why are you cleaning it? What do you do with the fishies? Where'd you put them? Well, no, you take this out. This is your pond is there. You take the pump out, right? And, I see. and clean the filter, you know, outside the pond. I see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, as I said, that's that's another thing why a lot of uh, I also recommend that when you're watering seedlings, you always use tap water when they're in the very seedling stage and not rainwater, because rainwater has this undeserved reputation of purity when in fact it's full of contaminants. When plants get a little bit more established, it's the best thing for them. But when they're very young seedlings, it isn't. Mm-hmm. So um, back to what you started with, really. Summer is a time when the children are around, um, you know, so it, you think the family should garden together. That's one, of the, that's one of the things that you really want to preach about, isn't it? Getting youngsters into the garden. Yeah, it's very important that you introduce them rightly and correctly and properly. When we was took out gardening, we went out in all weathers, so I don't know why I like it, and it put lots of children off. You went out there in the sludge, in the rain, in the cold, freezing. So it's important in this day and age to pick a nice day, it's nice and warm and sunny. Take them into the garden or on the allotment. We do plenty of school allotments and there's some available still if any schools want them. And you you, you take them up on, on the allotment and make sure you take some lemonade, make a bit of a picnic of it, make it a fun day out and gradually introduce them like that. Then you get them to sow quick growing seeds such as radish and things like that. Uh, and, and cress, so they can uh, go back and see what see what's happening. When they come back next day, we'll see cress growing, or another two or three days, and within three weeks they'll be harvesting radishes. And I think this ain't bad at all. It's magic, isn't yeah, it? Exactly, it's, it's the magic of nature. If somebody wants to ask you um, any question, how do they go about it? How do they find the Lazy Gardener, Rob Foster? Well, they can get me on on Facebook or on Twitter, uh, which I also get the thing. But it's uh, I should look yeah. this up. We do this every time, don't we? Uh, Let's no, look I'm, it up. I'm, I'm sorry about this but my mum isn't what it used to be what were we talking about we're talking about Twitter <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they can also while Ian's looking for that it can also get me on my website thelazygardener.org and I will get back to you as quick as I can and Rob's Twitter is at um, R.E. Foster 2 R.E. Foster 2 what's the E stand for? Ernest Ernest My dad's name There you go At RE Foster 2 Follow Rob Where he puts lots of tips And also uh, puts his two penneth in About all kinds of issues as well <laughs> Which I really like uh, Thank you very much uh, That has been uh, the August podcast With The Lazy Gardener We'll be back for another one soon The Lazy Gardener podcast Go well in the garden Go well in life